James, you didn't eat before we recorded, did you? No. How do you know? Because I'm about to serve you up a big pile of absolutely nothing burgers. Oh. Hello and welcome to episode eight. Episode eight. Is it episode eight? Episode. Yeah, I'm getting the th- I'm getting the digital thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, welcome to episode eight of Paranormality. My name is Harry, and as always, I'm here with my fantastic co-host James. How are you, James? Hey, buddy. How you doing? I I have things to say this evening. And you, seem, you, seem, we... you seem edged. You seem like pumped. yeah. I love it. Yeah. For those of you who have been living under a rock, this episode today is going to be on the Mojave Desert. Um, Jeremy Corbell drop from his weaponized podcast. Um, the whole episode is going to be on it. Originally, we were going to discuss uh, Dr. Gary Nolan's claims that he is 100% certain that alien life is on Earth, but we will discuss that at a later date and probably flesh it out as a full episode, give it the respect it deserves. And so today, the entire episode that we're going to do is going to be on this latest drop. We were originally going to have the aerial school UFO as today's episode, the uh, the Zimbabwe case. We're now pushing that back a few weeks just because this is the big thing at the moment. Um, yeah, I think it'd be stupid for us not to jump on the biggest thing that's happened in a while. Yeah, it it's pretty monumental what's happened over the last 48 hours. Now, we're recording this on a Thursday, so it dropped, I believe, on Tuesday it dropped. I think it was midnight on Tuesday that this dropped and it sort of broke Twitter for a good couple of hours for good reason because at first glance this is a big, big thing that's come forward. It's military personnel, it's lights in the sky, it's pictures showing objects. It's it's good, but we will we will discuss it a little bit more. Prior to that, James, you know what I've got to do, don't you? I've got to do the yeah, spiel. I'm gonna phase out for a bit, go. I've got to do the spiel. Spiel. The Spielberg. If you enjoy this show, please do share this with Spielberg. Uh, That would be really appreciated if you could. He loves putting aliens and shit, sir. He does. So please share this with Spielberg. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. We are at Podnormality. And you can follow us on Facebook, Paranormality Podcast. And of course, you can follow us on TikTok. I've been a little bit lax this week uploading stuff because I've been sort of feverishly writing the script for today's episode as james can attest how many volumes have you had of this script so far uh four um i think three or three or four three or four yeah Yeah. i I get i get to the end and then i get another one no yeah Yeah. so this is an evolving situation i have been working diligently to get all the facts that i possibly can and i'll be honest i think i've put together the best possible like descriptor of what's happened that i could in the time that we've had so um i really appreciate anyone who listens to this i love you just want to put that out there now i do this as a passion project james does this as a passion project we really just enjoy getting together and just shooting the shit but we don't want to do this for nobody we do want people to enjoy the content that we're putting out to you so if you do enjoy this please do share it subscribe to us on your podcast platform choice five stars do all of that you can find us on linktree So linktr.ee slash paranormality podcast. Share it with everyone because we're worth it. There you go. Oh, damn right. Damn right. (laughs) 
Uh, so yeah, like I said earlier, there's been two big bits of news and it says a lot that we're not going to talk about the Stanford professor who has basically said that there is 100% alien life on Earth. Do you not think, James? says a lot about what's going to come forward now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, I like the fact that you have to specify that he's a professor from a like prestigious, you know, university. Like, you know, it's a this isn't this isn't just like Guy Manberg from a place. This is like yeah. a legitimate dude. Lives on Avenue Street. Yeah, and <laughs> the number one, the street, the place, yeah, the street. Uh, uh, so yeah, we we are not going to talk about those claims because like i said a few days ago jeremy corbell and george knapp two i'm gonna say well-respected journalists and documentarians that may change (laughs) spoiler alert (laughs) um if you don't know jeremy corbell he has been on various joe rogan podcasts he has his own show weaponized he was the producer of a couple of um, UFO documentaries himself. George Knapp is a legendary UFO reporter. He is the guy that broke the Bob Lazar story, and he has been within the industry now for well thirty five years. So you know, these aren't people that you would think would just put something into the wilderness without doing their their due diligence. Yeah, um, it's not on like the cover of like Hello Magazine. This is no, no. These are these are well respected people within the. Uh, within the field so we're just going to jump into it this is the camp wilson sighting and basically what happened was that jeremy corbell released and dropped this mojave triangle as he's calling it so like i said it it looks good at first instance when you look at it obviously Mm -hmm. james i showed you the first the first images and the videos that came through what were your like initial thoughts on that when i shared it with you not the most convincing if if i'm honest with you Uh, yeah you know, it's very it's very easily to excuse, if that makes sense. It's very yeah. easy to pass it off for something else. Um that's what I took from it was a bit a bit weird but easy to explain. Like that's kind of my five words on it. So this this all started in twenty twenty one. Apparently that is when the sighting was. Um and actually an image was first uploaded by someone called Task and Purpose on Twitter showing uh, some lights above a military installation in the US. And the report has taken so long to come out. It's, they've been working on this for two years because Jeremy himself on Twitter said he had to vet all the pictures, he had to vet all the images, he had to make sure that the people that were saying what they were saying were who they said they were. So are these actually people within the military? Are these images actually taken at the right place? They had to check the metadata of the images. They had to check the video metadata. They had to put in place factual evidence to show this is what this object is yeah uh, that's what that's what jeremy has said um I, i've put here in the script the videos themselves aren't the best evidence as you'll agree james that they're not the best the best no. but what is good with these videos is the corroborating data between all the witnesses so yes they have 50 witnesses in a military base who have two of which have come forward to jeremy specifically and have described their encounter. I'll go through the encounter later on. Is that the bit for you, James, that sort of stands out? Is that there's like shared witnesses? Yeah, of it this? goes. It goes. I think like we like we. I think we um, talk about every episode. It goes back to you know the trained observers, the quality of witnesses. I think, and you know, if it's fifty people from army base and stuff, shared, you know, shared opinions, shared. Yeah, it makes sense that it's from some 
form of fat. Yeah, these aren't just Billy Bobs, like we said, in their field who have seen some random lights. Since 2021, this picture from Task and Purpose, which if you're looking at the script now, James, it's the, it's the one that I've linked on there. You've got the barracks, you've got the light pole, and then you've got an object in the sky, what appears to be an object. Sorry, my cat is scratching at the window. Um, what appears to be an object in the sky over a military installation over a, a large sort of like mountainous range. And that picture has been circulating basically for the last two years without anyone able really to verify what it actually is. Is it fake? Is it real? What is going on here? Um, Jeremy Corbell has, com has confirmed that this image that you're seeing from Task and Purpose two years ago is the same as the object that has been spotted and videoed by his witnesses. Right. Um, and Jeremy made the following statement about the sighting. Due to the location of this mass UFO sighting within the restricted airspace of one of our active United States military installations, significant amounts of data was accumulated, including radar, thermal, electro-optics, and signature intelligence. On-base documentation also presumed with the highest confidence to have been generated due to protocol and witness observed responses. So basically what he's saying is that the response to this object was such that paperwork would have been generated so there would have been a paper trail to say all of these objects went the object went out and then loads of vehicles went to it and there would be a trail of paperwork of some description to say this is what happened there would be an auditable trail so what jeremy is saying is that there should be paperwork to show when this sighting happened there was a response to it however he can then continues and says this case had not been properly reported through uh, the active United States UAP investigation channels under the authority of the Department of Defense's Arrow Project, which is the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. So Arrow is headed up by a chap called Kirkpatrick, and it's essentially an office that you can go to to say, this is what we've seen. Can you resolve this for me? Can you find out what it is? It's a modern-day Project Blue Book, basically. So it's, it's like Neighborhood Watch for aliens. Essentially, yeah. Um, so Arrow has now been informed of this presumed incursion. If the public wants to understand more about this UAP encounter, we will need to encourage our representatives to ask questions and to push for answers. So it's a very woolly statement that he's saying there. What he's saying is there was an object. It was a big sighting by lots of people, but nobody reported it. For whatever reason, there are, there are channels in place but nobody reported this giant UFO above a military base for some reason. So we can't find the relevant documentation to say what it was or wasn't. So he's not saying it is anything, but he's no. saying that it's something. There's no proof but, to say either, either way. But like, there's no proof. To, exactly. There's no proof to say either way. How do you feel about the statement that he's made there, James? Because for me... A lot of unnecessary words. Um, you know... Uh, it just seems like he's bla he's blaming Arrow or whatever for not doing the proper channels uh, and not the proper recording properly. But he was, I guess he does he wasn't there, so he doesn't understand what went on. Yeah, it just seems yeah. It sniffs a bit of similar to this statement was it last time we spoke the about the whistleblower. Yeah, it just stinks a bit of like you said a nothing burger, just a lot of words and a lot of you know yeah a, po a polit politician speech. No, so for me, 
for me, what this is saying is this is like a spoiler alert, guys. Um, I can't tell you what this is. I'm not going to tell you what this is, but it's definitely something, trust me, but oh, the paperwork's not been done properly, so we can't even check. It's like a, get, a bit of a get-out-of-jail-free card yeah. to say, well, there was this object and 50 people saw it, but nobody recorded it, which is the first, for me, now I'm looking back at this with a different with a different eye, that statement means something very different. I'll be honest, the first time I saw that statement, I'm thinking, wow, they've got loads of data, uh, they've got radar data, they've got thermal data, they've got electro-optical data. I'll tell you what all of this means. Including radar data means that someone confirmed that radar was being used. Yeah. Thermal data means that somebody there had thermal goggles on and could see the thing. Electro-optical and signature intelligence means that someone took a picture of it. Electro-optical is just digital Photo. cameras. Yeah. That's what that is. So there's a lot that he's using these big fancy words like he's just yeah. opened his thesaurus for the first time to say oh someone saw something on radar and people took pictures of it to say that i think that's what that's what really the more i go down the rabbit hole with you the more i get frustrated with this level of like he knows he's quite important in the uap community old corbell you know just flat out be honest just say like look we will get to exactly what you just said there that statement you've just said he knows that he's important to this that's something that I will bring up later um, because a lot of this screams of him wanting to get clicks on his website, which is fine. That's fair enough. He's got a job that he needs to do. He needs to pay the bills. Um, but this initial statement for me says nothing other than pushing the blame of no information being gathered on somebody else. Yes, correct. He should be doing this. He should be getting the statements. He should be getting all the data. He should be finding out if this has been reported correctly or not. He should not be pushing that off onto someone else. He's the investigative journalist, he calls himself. That's his job to do that, to investigate. Um, so we're going to move on from the statement made, and we have videos of the objects and interviews with the personnel on the base. Um, disappointingly, the videos aren't great. We've already gone through that. They are lights in the sky. Uh, to describe them very quickly, what I didn't know is that this is all one video that's been cut up into various sections. Right. No idea why. Don't know why that's been done. Probably because it looks like several different videos. Yeah. Same. More than likely. So this is one video that's roughly 50 to 60 seconds long that shows uh, five lights in a distinct formation, uh, stationary, completely motionless, with no noise to be heard whatsoever. And lots of people in the background saying it's an object, it's a craft, what the hell is that thing? That goes on for roughly 45 seconds. And then there's two bright lights that appear above the five lights that are, uh, they're called loom rounds, they're illumination rounds that have been fired above these, um, the craft in order to illuminate it to see what's there. So it's basically a giant flashlight to tell people what's there. When these loom rounds are fired off, the five lights vanish and the statement goes that the craft disappeared with it so that's a that's a sort of basic overview of these videos but we've we've already sort of touched on this the videos are they're not great i spoke about this literally last week i think it was last week to say i don't want to see grainy videos i want data i want radar data i want intel data i want memos i want factual information written on paper not videos of someone's iphone uh what did 
just touch on a little bit further, James, what you thought when you first saw the videos before you, obviously you've listened to the witness statement, but we'll just talk about the videos for now. Yeah. What did you think when you saw these? It, it didn't see, it didn't like feed much into the photo. Like it, it remained the same opinion for me as in, you know, it's just not much in regards to, it doesn't add anything to it. I just, you know, it's like you said, it's grainy. It's disappointing. You know, it's, it could just be people reacting to anything. To me, it looks like five geese hype, like, you know, migrating with torches. Like, it's, that hasn't got much, you know. All the stuff we've seen before, like, you know, with these videos and stuff, freak me out. But that's kind of, you know, I'm very honest with that. More this like one, the Tic Tac video that we've seen, and we've seen Gimbal yeah. and Go Fast. We, those are those are real, proper, yeah, yeah, unexplainable videos. This one could be anything. I think that's yeah, the, and it. That's the, from it could be like it could be i don't want to say it's flares but it could be flares yeah um, well we will get into balloons. that yeah it's, yeah there's a lot of things this could be and it didn't it didn't it didn't jolt me and you know into you know some form of fear coma or some things have jeremy's before. been caught doing this before um jeremy was actually the guy that was part of the team that released i think he was part of the team that released the and initial navy videos or was that tom delonge i can't no that was tom delonge um but no jeremy was the guy who brought david fravor onto joe rogan he was also the guy who took the video of the uh, i call it the splashdown video where the orb goes into the water and then the navy reacts and then there's a separate video where there's um people scanning like videoing their radar system showing loads of objects on the radar and how high they are so he's dropped some good stuff before. He has legitimately like forwarded this this movement in a positive way in the past, uh, especially with his work with Bob Lazar. If you believe Bob Lazar, he's done great things to bring that back into the conversation and to try and back up some of the claims that, that Bob makes. So he's got history of, of good work. He's not someone who hasn't got sort of like pedigree in this but he has been caught before where he said i've got this amazing video to release and he literally released a video of some flashing lights in the sky and the navy came out and said oh, they were chinese drones like within an hour they were like they're chinese drones then it's not a uap so he's got history of being a bit of a hype man is what i would say that has happened unfortunately in the past but i was willing to overlook that because of the witness statements, the the 50 military personnel who saw this and the statement that was made by a mortarman and an artillery officer that I'm going to go through now, that was enough for me to think, well, put the video to one side because here is witness testimony from people in the know, military personnel on that base. One of them is an artillery man who literally deals with these illumination rounds every single day um so it started with it was the mortarman and the artillery gunner were on the phone call the artillery gunner was in the background and jeremy was speaking to them asking them what they saw so the the mortar technician said that they were looking into the sky and an object suddenly appeared with no noise with no combustion literally just five lights appeared and what they said appeared to be a craft possibly the size of a three-story house so a big craft in the sky um eventually it led to about 50 people coming out of the barracks to watch this object and that's when they got their phone out and took the initial picture which is the one that 
that we're looking at now, which is the grainy image. And the reason it's grainy is because it's in low light mode. And if you know how low light mode works, you basically have to keep your phone very still and it does a long exposure where it draws lots of light in. So it does mean that you don't quite get the picture clarity, but you can see a lot more in the dark because it's taking in a lot more light. At first, people were absolutely baffled by what they were seeing and nobody could recognize what this craft was. Uh, the video that you see is actually from one of the witnesses on the phone. Uh, and he is the guy that also took the photo on his iPhone. And if you look closely in the image, you can see what appears to be an outline of a triangular shaped craft. And they say on the phone call that these cannot be flares because they stayed motionless for up to 10 minutes and mm -hmm. flares fall at a consistent rate. Yeah. I... I don't want to touch on this at the moment. We'll just we'll say the we'll say the statement and then we'll go forward from there. Um, the people who saw the image and who took the photo and the video believe that this is a craft and not flares. The artillery soldier then comes on the call and interrupts, saying he works every day with flare rounds and illumination rounds, and this is like nothing he or any of his team have ever seen. The color, the size, and the number seen is unlike anything else. You can hear him in the video saying, "Our guys don't pop five meaning they don't fire five rounds up at once. And also, the illumination rounds that they use are yellow, and the ones that you see on the craft in the video are red, and they flicker a lot more than an illumination round, which is designed to stay a steady color. Uh, just before the lights went out on the craft, the illumination round was fired on top of it, and that's when they say the craft vanished. It didn't fly off. It didn't shoot off into the distance. It disappeared. After this, helicopters circled the area for about two or three hours, and that's when they say a 60-truck convoy went out to the exact location. The witnesses don't know what they saw, but they are confident that this is nothing that the military currently use and believe it to be a UFO. So that's where my first script ended. Spoiler alert, we're not even halfway through at the moment. Um, when, when I sent you this initial script and I sent you this initial data, what were your thoughts? Obviously, the video is not great, but it's the statement that really makes yeah. this. It goes back. It goes back, like I said at the beginning, goes back to what quality of witness there is, uh, and you know, people are experienced in, like you said, with the flares and the luminescence. It, yeah. So, like you said, I don't. We don't want grainy videos. We want proper testimonies from proper people, and that's what's giving this. Well, guess um, fuel. Is it's yeah, not it, just it, a random. It that's validates it a bit. Yeah, this is why it's kind of head news. That's why you know it's we're talking about it is because it's not a random video from Billy Bob. You know, it's for yeah. I don't I don't like the video or the pictures and stuff. Don't not a fan of that. Uh, but the fact that people have come forward and all agreed the same thing and said like we can't explain it. It's when it's when proper people talk scared about it it's not like you know so it, you you've listened to the witness statement they that was taken two day that phone call was two days after this object was seen and they do seem freaked out they don't know what this thing is they do they do sound like they're genuinely baffled as to what the hell they've seen did you get that feeling as well I, yeah i think yeah they're they're trying to do the best they can to say what they saw but you know, if you're running out of ideas or facts, then yeah, emotion gets involved, doesn't it? So I feel, yeah, I feel like they were just saying, this is what I saw, but they can't explain what it was. Yeah. And, yeah. So initially, that's what drops. Everyone on Twitter and Reddit is 
pretty impressed with the amount of work that's gone into this. You've got images and videos on a military installation that aren't the greatest, but you've got an image that's showing a potential craft. You've got videos that have clear military personnel in the background. And then you have the people that have taken the picture in the video giving a witness statement and they are giving their expertise alongside it. It's sort of like the big three that you want mm-hmm. to sort of back up a claim. So Jeremy Corbell, he's worked on this for two years. He's released these brilliant videos, statements and pictures. The end, right? That's that's the end. That's it. Like, there we go. UFOs are real. End sure of podcast. Enough. We can just finish the episode there. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, look at the sky. Eat your mind. I don't know. Whatever we were going to say. There, there we go. That's it. You don't need to listen anymore, guys. Um, Jeremy Corbell has proved UFOs. Done. End Fantastic. of. Yeah. Yeah. That's the end of the podcast as well, not just the episode. Yeah, yeah, we're finishing now. Jeremy Corbell has literally ruined our hobby. Um, Cheers, thanks, Jez. Jeremy. Yeah. Cheers, Jez. Absolute. Yeah. Uh, what, you, what you like. Uh, no, it doesn't end there because literally within an hour of Jeremy Corbell posting this, my good buddy Mick West and um, John Greenwald Jr., they are, well, Mick West is a known debunker, uh, but John Greenwald he is skeptical of a lot of stuff that he sees for good reason because you initially you look at Jeremy Corbell drop and it looks good. However, in the in the hours following the video and the blog post, it turns out that on the night that this object was spotted, the DOD, the Department of Defense in America, were doing active military training on the exact military base that this was happening at and that's a big bit of information that jeremy corbell has either not researched or he's researched and he's left out so either he's done it on purpose and it's pretty disingenuous what he's done or he didn't research this properly because literally within like two hours there was a video that was shown of a department of defense training exercise happening at this military installation on the night that this sighting happened at the same time and there's a small clip right at the end of the video and this video is showing um it's showing helicopters with loads of lights on them it's showing like tracer rounds it's showing like night vision people are going in that buildings hoorah doing all that stuff and then very very quickly at the end of this video it shows a flare formation that looks very similar and when i say very similar Mick West has basically worked out that what we're looking at here is something very similar from the other side of the training camp. So this camp that they're at is overlooking the mountain range and the mountain range is where the training exercise was happening. And so the video that's being taken is being taken from the training exercise. So they are on the other side of the mountain. And what Mick West has has worked out basically is that the lights that they're seeing in the video are beyond the mountain range. So they're a good five miles away because of the way they flicker, it's a camera artifact due to not enough light coming into the camera. So the, the camera sort of makes it look like it's flickering when it's actually not. There's physically not enough light to get into the camera. It's the same thing if you point your camera at the stars, you see the same thing. They don't move and flicker when you look at them, but you zoom in on them and they get very, very strange. So he took that very quick snapshot of the five flares and he just flipped the image and he overlaid the video with the image and wouldn't you know it they basically line up perfectly where the video taken and the flares in the image 
from the training exercise on the same night at the same time are almost identical to the point of it being a redundant point. That was within two hours. Now, that so, so that sounds like um, Corbell missed, like actively missed that. Like if it took one guy two hours and he's two years worth of research, nah, yeah. that's, that sticks of redaction, doesn't it? This that, sticks of like, I'll leave that bit out. That's, that doesn't that help. That sounds like, that very much does sound like we've got a story here. Don't let these facts ruin it. Correct. Yep. And this is what's very, very frustrating about this this subject is that there are facts that need to be made apparent. You need to be able to hold your hands up and say, sorry, guys, I got this wrong. And Jeremy is not doing that. And we will talk about that in a little bit. But I want to just go over the post-release debunking because both Mick West and John Greenwald essentially come to the conclusion that these are flares. And the reason that they look stationary in the video is because of the distance that they are from the camera. So I was just thinking that, yeah. Because they are so far away that the, the fall that they're, that they're having is so small in compared to the, the distance that they are that they basically look stationary. Yeah. It, it's not like something's close up. So that's the so first it, it's sort like of... It's like scene in Father Ted, isn't it? Sorry, do you remember, do you remember that? You know, yes. this how small those are far away. Like, yeah, that's yeah. basically what it is. So this UFO is small. This UFO is far away. So, so yeah, the DoD released this video now. Instantly, what people are saying on Twitter, and I had a conversation with someone just today, is saying, "Oh, don't you find it very suspicious that the government have released video and it shows exactly what was there." almost like they knew that there was a craft there, so they had to reenact it, and then they had to put the video online so that they could then fall back on to say, well, no, no, look, it's flares. Look, it's not, it's not a UFO, it's flares. Isn't it very suspicious? No, it's not suspicious at all. It's not coincidental because they didn't release this video after the claim was made. They didn't release this video after yeah. the the sighting and the, the document, the drop was made this was just a video in the public realm this was a video that was it had, it had been made public it wasn't classified it was a public video of a training exercise and they had to have known that this was happening so when they say oh well two helicopters circled the area for two hours and then 60 trucks went out they're framing that like that's a response it's yeah. not a response it's part of a training exercise. And the argument is, well, there's witness statements. Go to any court in the in the world and ask them if they take witness statements as evidence. Guess what? They don't. Because Memory witness statements, they are not. They are not accurate. People have been given witness statements that have never happened. People have been convinced that they went to, to Disneyland and they hugged Daffy Duck. And Daffy Duck is Warner Brothers and he's not Disney. And people have been people have been convinced of things have happened. That's exactly how I saw it. And the more that they remember it, they're not remembering the the thing that happened. They're remembering the memory of them remembering the event. So yeah. just two days after this event has, has happened, and all of these military personnel are talking, oh, do you see those lights in the sky? Yeah, I saw it as a craft. That's then the story. And then it gets in their head that it was a craft, and then they're remembering seeing a craft, not remembering someone telling them it was a craft. 
That's why witness statements, they have to be taken immediately and they have to be backed up by data. Yes, data can't lie. Where's the radar data, Jeremy? Where are the thermal optics? Where is all this stuff? Because we have this stuff, the military has this stuff, and it basically proves all of this is for nothing. Mm. So it proves that these are flares. That's what it shows. That is the problem is that's what it shows right now is because of the lack of evidence from Corbell comparatively to the Mick West and stuff, it shows that it is... If Corbell came forward and said, look, this is a counter-argument, this is the evidence I've got, it's a whole different conversation. Um, yeah, it just... Yeah, he's been... It's the, it sounds like Corbell's been debunked and he's quiet right now. He's like... Well, no, he he's not. Oh. Get, we will get onto that in a little bit. There's a couple of videos that we'll watch after this, but I'll give you a brief summary in a second. But there are there are three questions that people are asking and two of them are on the side of Mick and John and one of them is on the side of well actually no it's sort of half and half so the first question to ask is why did jeremy and george knapp research something for two years only for two well-known debunkers to come in within basically an hour and throw the entire thing out john greenwald has said i'm not discussing this anymore it's two days after the drop and he's come out publicly on twitter and said i'm not even going to entertain this anymore until jeremy shows us more evidence i'm done with it nothing else needs to be said i've showed you my piece i've uploaded my my video on it. There's nothing more that needs to be said. That's it. Done. Over. That's what John Greenwald has said. Mick West did a two-minute video and that's it. And there's been radio silence since. Did a two-minute video to show exactly what this yeah. object was. Radio silence. As they're, the bunkers they're go, done. they're probably feeling smug as fuck. Yeah, their, hand, their hands are wiped with this. They don't need to do anything more on this. Huh? End of story. They've, they've, they, like, you know, they've provided the entirety of evidence that they needed and they've just gone, they've wiped their hands, like you said, and just gone, right, Corbell, your turn. Yeah. Uh, balls, are your, balls are your court show, and all that. Show us what you've got. Yeah. So that that's the first question to ask. The second question to ask is, is Jeremy being set up as a bit of a stooge, basically? So mm. has easily falsified information been passed on to him only for it then to be discredited after? So did is there an active sort of campaign against the guy you think that might be crazy project blue book that's exactly what that was back in the day they were there to basically discredit anything uap anything at all it's a reflection of the moon it's swamp gas it's illuminations of venus it's a star that's the length they went to so there is a question to ask if jeremy has missed this why has he missed it could it be something a bit more nefarious could it be that he's being given information to basically see if he'll go forward and make it public? Has he spent all this time focusing on this thing when actually there's something the other direction that he should have been looking at that he's dropped in order to make these claims? That's when it gets a bit more nefarious because Phoenix lights, similar thing happened. Yeah, Those lights were seen by thousands of people they said, oh, no, 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 it's A10 warthogs, and they dropped some flares, and that's what it was. And then wouldn't you know, an hour later, they go out and they actually drop some flares to make it look like the formation that they've seen, and it looked nothing like it, and everyone knew the difference. So is there potentially some instance where they've given him some false information on purpose? That's a stretch, but it's not out of the realms of possibility. Would you agree? Uh, no, I mean, the more we go into this, the more I realise that some of these people like are yeah, not not right. So completely in the realm of possibility of trying to throw someone under the bus or... Yeah. Yeah. Like, Much like Bob Lazar's the, the, the obvious candidate, 
to be the stooge. Yeah. Jeremy's also pretty much candidate number one. If you want to sort of make someone look stupid, Jeremy is the person to do that with because he's been yeah. known before to sort of like blow his wad a bit early. Very easily could feed him lots of incorrect information. Get a, oh, get a couple of guys from the base just to give him a call. Why Why are people in the military calling this guy? Why? Yeah. And if at the birthday, it feeds into like, we spent two years. This is what we've got. Oh, two hours. It took us two hours. Like it took you two could, years. Could the, DOD have, could the DOD have been like, Mick, John, mate, just look at this video for me quickly. Could yeah. someone in the military have been like, oh, by the way, like here's, here's something that you might need to look at. Who knows? That is another question. Now, so you've got one question that is basically, what the hell were you doing for two years, Jeremy? Mm-hmm. You've got another question that is, could Jeremy have been given false information? Then you've got another question to ask. It comes back to the video. Why did they fire illumination rounds at this object if they knew it was flares? Because the illumination rounds are used to illuminate an object to see what it is. And if they fired these five flares and there's helicopters potentially in the area and there's ve- there's like active aircraft in the area, firing illumination flares is very dangerous. Why Why would they do that? And also, why was there no sound of helicopters or planes dropping the flares? Because you would think that if people are on this military base and they're there doing training, they would be able to detect a helicopter. I mean, I don't know about you, but you can hear helicopters from quite far away, especially I was if it's say- an open area. Depends on distance. Like if it yeah. feeds in, if it if it's that far away that they're perceived as stationary. But another might- way to look at it is it's in the middle of the desert. There's yeah. nothing to dampen the sound at all. I remember when I used to live in Torquay, um, if the wind was blown in the right direction, I lived three miles away from the local football team stadium, I could hear them score goals. I could literally yeah. hear the crowd cheering three or four miles away if the wind was blown in the right direction. That's yeah. nowhere near as loud as a helicopter or a pl- or a jet plane. It's very so there, true. Are, there is some questions possibly to be asked of why were they firing illumination rounds at flares? That doesn't make mm. sense. And also the illumination rounds that you see are very different to the lights that you see. So yes, there are a few questions that this does raise, but with great claims demands great evidence yeah and we don't have that and we've gone into this with jeremy saying i've got radar data i've got thermal data i've got electro optics i've got military installations um being surveilled i've got witness statements i've got videos and i've got pictures the picture by the way can we just talk about that very quickly it obviously shows a craft doesn't does not at all what it shows is object artifacting due to the low light mode so if you get night mode up on your phone and you take a picture you have to keep your phone very very still and if you don't the ai built it because everyone's phone their cameras now run on ai not a lot of people know that but there is complex algorithms going on in the background to make your pictures look good i've got a google pixel and i can literally watch my my phone change a picture in front of me like change the quality of it in front of my eyes from very grainy and not very good to something that looked brilliant. And what it has done in the past is I've taken a photo and there's been like a blurry object in the background of me and it's cleaned that up and it's made it look like it should do. But in doing that, it's added stuff to the picture. So when they've got low light mode out and they're taking a picture of this object, the phone's AI built into the camera is trying to work out what this is. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and it obviously sees a pattern of lights in a triangular direction. So the first thing that the phone is going to do is look for very slight variations in brightness in the sky, and it's going to accentuate those and make it look like an object. Literally what your phone does. If you don't yeah. believe me, go and get night mode out on your phone, zoom in on the moon and take a picture of it. I did it last night. And the picture that you see on your phone is not the picture that you see with your eyes. Your phone quite literally creates objects that don't exist. That's what that picture is. And if you look in the foreground of the image, you know the the, the blurry one where it says weaponized at the bottom. Yeah. If you look at the posts in the foreground, they have the same artifacting. The posts in the foreground have that same edge just to the right and left of them, where obviously the phone has been moving very slightly and the yeah. edge has moved in the photo. You can see exactly the same thing. It's camera artifacting. It's not a craft. It looks like it. It's not. The phone is trying to work out what's there. So let's think about witness statements. They're not reliable. These no. guys see lights in the sky and they don't hear helicopter noises and they don't hear plane noises. And the first thing that pops into their head is, Jesus Christ, that's a UFO. They start videoing it and they can't really see it very well, but they're looking at it and they're thinking, can I see? It's, you know, it's pitch black. And they're thinking, can I see an object? I think I can. Great idea. Let's get night mode out on our phone. They, they hold the phone there. They're wobbling. They're shaking. The wind is moving them. The picture comes out and it shows a triangle. Oh. It shows a craft. There must be an object there. And that's oh the new reality. God. The new reality is now I've taken a picture of a UFO and there's a shape and there's a, there's a distinct line and there's a craft. What they ignore is the fact that the mountains in the background have that same artifacting. They ignore the fact that the fence posts in the front of the picture have that same artifacting. They ignore all of that because the picture that they see backs up what they think. And that's now the new reality. That's the truth now. Because that's what we're saying last episode. And, you know, you'll see it because you want to see it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people look at that and be like, yeah, because they want to see the UFO. And there's, and 50, there's 50 people there and one, only one person's taken a photo. And remember, 50 witnesses and only two of them have come forward two days after the event two years ago. Yeah. Where are these other 48 people and why have these two people not come forward again since? Anybody's guess. Probably because they realized exactly what it was. But plus, if one person comes out saying, I saw this, you saw that, right? Most people are going to go, actually, yeah, yeah, of yeah, course yeah I, saw I think that. I did. Yeah. Like, Look, here's, yeah. The, here's the photo of it. Look, see, here's the photo. You see the, you see the shape of it. You saw that, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I must have seen that. Yeah. Immediately within five minutes, it's gone from potentially flares during a training exercise to 50 people seeing a UFO. Now, the question begs why did no one report this? Probably because they realized what it was. Yeah. They may not have known how to report it, or they may have gone, you know, one of those people may have gone to a superior officer later in the day and said, I'll tell you what, mate, we saw a UFO earlier. It was right over these mountains. And someone goes, no, 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 it wasn't a UFO. We were doing training over there. Oh, okay, fair enough. And then that story never gets back to the person who took the photo. That story never gets back to the person who took the video. Yeah. It says 50 people two years ago. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean 50 people now. It could be. No, it doesn't. You know, 50 people could have gone, I saw this, and then. 48 people would have heard the story about the training yeah. possibly and went, okay, fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense to me. So since then, Jeremy Corbell has actually gone on NBC to defend the video. So basically what he says is, I'm not saying this is a UAP. So Jeremy's come out on the, on the TV and he said, I'm not saying this is a UAP. I'm not saying that this is aliens. He and they show him 
the videos of the flares side by side with the image of the craft. And he says, look, 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 look. I, I get that, that that looks similar, but what I'm interested in is the witnesses. And what I'm interested in is that they say they saw a craft. I don't care about this evidence that you're showing me. I don't care about this, this factual data in front of me that you're showing me that on the same night, on the same at the same time, on the same base, there was training exercises that were happening with flare formations that exactly match the videos that have been taken. I don't care about that because I believe the witness statements from two years ago of these these military guys, these 50 people that all saw it. That's what I believe. And we can't discount, that's what he says, we cannot discount their statements because they know what they saw. That's what he's saying, right? They know what they saw and we have to trust that. And at the moment, this is a UAP because no one's come forward and they haven't identified it. So I'm not saying that it's a craft. I'm not saying it's aliens. All I'm saying is nobody's explained what this is and I've got witnesses that say they saw a craft. That's his. That's what he basically said on NBC. And what I want to read you out now, I don't know if you've already read this, James, but this is this is my favorite comment that's come out from this entire thing. And it's on the UFOs subreddit. It only got 10 points, only 10 upvotes. Up and it's on his video of him on NBC saying, like, it, I'm not saying it's anything, but we need to ask the questions. We need to ask the questions. I'm just, I'm just here asking questions, guys. Yeah. And the guy is, I done up vote you, is the user on Reddit. If you're listening to this, you're probably not. He says the best thing. And it it's hilarious, his comments. So, so once again, he's doing more of the trust me bro shit. He says that all these military personnel came forward and saw a craft. So why aren't they being interviewed too? Why aren't they sitting in, in the room with him, backing him up? And all those who will say, oh my God, they'll get in so much trouble if they do that. If that was even remotely true, the government and the military would suppress all phone footage. Hell, they wouldn't even, they would probably gather all phones and wipe them there and then. They would do some X-Files shit. He also does the thing where he dramatically overstates facts to the point of basically lying. His first mm. lie says the fla that flares only last a minute. That's not true. And that isn't true. I've researched it. Some flares can last up to 15 minutes. That's just a, a it'd fact. It would be a pointless flare if it lasted. Yeah. Really short. Yeah. So his first lie says flares only last a minute. That's not true. Then he says the sighting lasts for 20 minutes when there's a literal timeline breakdown on his website at the start of the segment as well on the show that states that the entire encounter lasted 10 minutes and the lights fizzle out, which is what flares fucking do. <laughs> then when shown undeniable proof... He falls back on the ignorant and unreliable testimony of witnesses. When shown the flares, he in literally the same formation, he has nothing to say. The host is being far too nice for poor dumb Jeremy saying that, oh, they look similar. They're exactly the same in the same formation. And he ignores all actual proof and clearer footage, night vision footage in high definition of the exact same thing from a different angle and wants to believe witnesses who had no idea what they were even looking at in the first place. As is proof, uh, as is his proof of the fact that this is some alien craft. He keeps referring to the low light video and the low light images, but he has no understanding of how digital images are captured by camera sensors and the aberration from lensing and how this craft he wants to point out is actually just an artifact of how these cameras work. And you can clearly see in other parts of the low light photo that objects do exactly the same thing. 
Then he dodges the question completely and wants to reference other events. I don't understand why he can't just admit he was wrong and focus on actually trying to get proper proof instead of defending his bad journalism and work within the subject. I see him do this every fucking time. It's pathetic and people still give him a platform. That pretty concisely sums up my feelings on this. One out of five, isn't it? Not a big um, fan of it. It, I, it. it does make sense, though. He's shown evidence. No, don't believe it. He's shown facts. No, get those out of here. Well, what about the fact that we've got HD night vision video showing the same thing? Yeah, but what about this other event? The government lied another time, and then they start talking about Phoenix Lights. Um, Yeah, this entire thing has made me completely 180 on Corbella, if I'm honest, James. Completely. Really? Yeah. I feel like if he went, guys, come on. I've messed up. I messed up big time here. Like, he's pulling you know, down. Not only has he doubled know. down on NBC, he's passed all of this information onto the Daily Mail in the UK, who have now also written an in-depth article completely missing all of the military exercises that were happening on the base yeah. at the time. To be fair, the Daily Mail is the high-end journalism yeah, in the yeah, UK. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's passed on all the information to the Daily Mail, but again has left out the fact that there was military exercises, has left out the fact that the military operate the military activity wasn't a reaction to this craft but was just happening anyway. He's left yeah. all of that out. And then when they published that article, he's like, look, this is the real journalism. Don't listen to this John bloke. He's just trying he's just a debunker. He's just a naughty debunker. And then any time that John and Mick tried to engage with Jeremy to say, well, why did you miss this bit of information out? Completely ignores them. Completely yeah. ignores them. And then when someone praises him and says, oh, well done, good bit of journalism you've done there. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So he's completely ignoring any and all negative feedback that he's getting from this. And he's feeding into his own ego because yeah. he's the most important person. He is the one that is going to unlock the secrets of the UAPs. And he wants to be at the center of this entire thing. Well, it takes some fucking responsibility is what it is at this point. Like two guys, two guys have just gone, this is, this is, this is our proof for you. What's he saying? He's just like, no, listen to the people that haven't come forward yet. Like, yeah. 50 witness statements don't exist if no one's given witness statements. They yeah. are just... There's one yeah. witness statement. There's just one statement from one person who took one photo and one video. That's all that exists. And when he's shown real, factual evidence, he ignores it. Because, like you said, he wants to be the guy at the middle of this he's got this very self uh, self-important sort of mm -hmm. notion that he is this subject john greenwald's not the he's not the center of this he's just trying to debunk everything mick west isn't he's just trying to debunk everything i am the guy that you come to me and george knapp we know what we're doing and we know better than you and yeah it's annoyed me can you tell so it's you know it's watching a downfall of a guy that was good for this quite respected you know, a respected, respected guy george it's... george knapp is the yeah george knapp is the guy and funnily enough george knapp's not saying anything about this he's gone completely silent there's nothing coming out on george knapp's side it's all corbell and everything he's saying is just defending that his position corner, he? he's dug his hole and he's that's what he's doing now um and i want to end this episode because we will come to an end shortly but i want to end this episode because the very basic due diligence that Jeremy should have done is he should have contacted the Pentagon. And that's exactly what John Greenwald's done for Black Vault. And so we have a response here today from the Pentagon. 
Um, the Pentagon has responded to claims about the alleged UAP cited over 29 palms. I have request uh, I have requested into the Marines from further comments, but for now, this is what we have. I can confirm that there were military aviation assets in the 29 Palms California airspace and a weapons and tactics instructor course was being conducted at the time. There is no record of communication with the base range controlling uh, control concerning any UAP sightings, nor of the allocation of any base resources to investigate a UAP sighting. Arrow does not have a record of this alleged event and cannot verify the authenticity of this report. That's from Susan Goff, Department of Defense spokesperson. So in that one paragraph, if Jeremy had gone to the Pentagon, like he said he did, he said Arrow haven't Arrow haven't done their job properly. This was this wasn't research that we I couldn't research this properly because somebody didn't do their job properly. They didn't put the they didn't put the paperwork in place and they didn't report it properly. Well, no, it turns out that there was a military exercise and there was a tactics instruction exercise. And what do you need to do tactics? You need flares and lots of them. So why did they fire flares over original flares? Because they were training how to identify things. That's what they were doing. There was military aviation assets in the airspace and a weapons and tactics instructor course happening at the time. There was no communication with the base regarding a UAP, and there was no allocated resources to investigate a UAP. So when they say, oh, a helicopter flew above for two or three hours, yeah, because it's part of the training exercise. So what it was that they were training, and it was part of that exercise. Well, 60 vehicles showed up, all with military personnel. Yeah, because you're on an army base, and yeah. they were training, and lots of people were needed because they're doing tactics training and weapons training. So they brought lots of people in because they were doing training. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just like the video. Everything's so explainable. And two years, two years he sat on this for. Two years he researched this. Two years he vetted all of his witnesses and the images and the videos. Two years, and what's come out from it? He could have just called up the Pentagon two years ago. And they would have said, no, we were just doing training in the area and there were no sightings and there was no response. And any of the helicopters that were there were just doing training. So sorry, Jeremy. Well, he didn't do what he's blaming other people for not doing. There we go. He's not, he should, like you said, if you've got this evidence, give it to the Arrow people. Isn't now it? he's going like, why did no one give anything to the Arrow people? Well, he didn't. Yeah. And also the reason he didn't give anything to the Arrow people is because nothing exists because this wasn't a UFO. It wasn't a UAP. There's nothing to give to them. This is some flares in the sky that one person's taken a photo of and he's made into this huge thing. And the picture that I shared to you earlier, this is how we'll end it. The first picture I showed you from two years ago, they have been confirmed as flares. Have, have they actually been? Yeah. The person who took the photo has confirmed that they were flares because he works on that base and he sees them every single day because the base that they were at, guess what, James, is a training base. Yeah. That's oh, a really anticlimactic, isn't so it? So that's where we're going to leave this episode. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I'm, I'm pissed. I'm just off. It's, uh, it's nothing. So it's nothing. It's yeah. he's like, you know, I, he's discredited himself throughout all this i think yeah and there are still know, people on twitter defending him by the way 
lots of people saying, well, isn't it suspicious that there were flares in the area? No. Well, they could have planted the flares there afterwards to make it look like a UFO. No. Well, lots of helicopters went out. No, they didn't. No. So it's his opinion of himself, I think, you know, and yeah. what sort of effect he has on the community where these people are coming forward. And it's logical to think the, the way that this is presented. It's yeah. not, you know, it's everyone's just come forward. Just like, you know, we said, if it comes from people from power, it you know, rather than Billy Bob, you know, Arrow have come forward, the Pentagon's come forward, people of power, importance have gone, it's flares, mate. Like, yeah. It just... And it would be one thing, like, we will go through the Phoenix Lights. We'll, we may do that next week. We may do it in a couple of weeks. We'll go through the Phoenix Lights, because that's, that's a case that's very similar to this, where flares mm. were involved. Right. There's a big difference between how the flares were involved in that case that basically shows that what was there wasn't flares. Like, there's, there's a the similarities, but also massive differences between this and the Phoenix Lights encounter that for me backs up the fact that this is just flares and either Jeremy's completely disingenuous and left all of this information out just to push his story or he's very bad at journalism. Those are the two options. It can't be any other. No, can't be any he's not been. He's not a government plant. He's no. not been fed false information. He's not been set up as a stooge. He's just not done the right thing. He's either not researched properly or he has and he's left it out. It feels like he thought he was untouchable. Yeah. I don't know what's worse. I don't know what's worse. What is worse? Is it worse that he's not done it properly? That he could have literally just gone to the Pentagon two years ago and said, oh, um, I've had a report from someone about sighting at 29 palms can you confirm because he would have had the same response yeah weapons and tactics instructor course conducted aviation assets in the air no record of the base being um being contacted about a uap and no resources used to investigate it he would have been told that two years ago yeah what a great nothing burger guys i'm hungry for more should we do this again next week james can it can it yeah but yeah no, we'll, we'll do yeah We'll do a something I, I, burger I'm next week. This, I'm going to use this anger. It's just, it's, it's a waste of everyone's time. That's what it is. It's just a giant waste of everyone's time. And just shut up. Well, I think we'll leave it at that. I like that. That's our outro this week. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, like I said at the start of the show, be sure to follow us on social media. Insert Twitter, blah, blah, blah. You know, Pod Normality, Facebook, TikTok. Our link Grindr. tree, share it with everyone. All of our links are in the bio to this episode. Thank you very much. And as James very, very politely put, just shut up. See you next week, guys. All the best. Bye.